Jesus. They go straight to hell, Ambassador. The Ukrainian foreign minister war in Ukraine. They have been attacked overnight by Russia. 210-599-5555. Ukraine is under assault right now by Russia. And it's not just those Eastern Bloc uh, so-called breakaway areas. It's the entire country. And there are bombs and missiles being lobbed in that direction. Troops marching into Ukraine and tanks going in as well. Your thoughts on it all this morning as the stock market has turned sharply down. The price of oil has turned sharply up. Exactly what we had said was going to happen. The futures of the stock market going down. The futures of gasoline headed straight up. 210-599-5555 as Vladimir Putin has declared war. The Russian leader has claimed that Russia is undertaking a special military operation to demilitarize and denazify, his words, the country under the guise Russia was defending itself. Vladimir Putin announced the operation in a live television speech last night, threatening countries that attempt to interfere with consequences they have never seen. Immediately following the speech, explosions were set off, and they have continued basically all night. I was just watching. I've been watching the coverage all night long, and I was just watching Steve Harrigan on Fox over there when a missile went off right behind him about two miles from where he was standing on the hotel balcony. Russian tanks crossed into the Ukraine. Explosions heard in the nation's capital, Kiev. The Ukraine military said that five Russian planes and one helicopter were shut down by the Ukrainians, and the country has imposed martial law. Tens of thousands, we don't know the exact number, but tens of thousands of refugees are headed to Poland right now. They're stuck in a giant traffic jam. The only thing I can equate it to, which is a much smaller basis, but something that might ring a bell in your mind, is when we've had the hurricanes down at the coast and all those cars stuck on I-37 trying to get out of the coast and get up here. That's what you see. For miles and miles and miles, cars are lined up trying to get to Poland right now and out of Ukraine. Putin said the Kremlin has no intention of occupying the country, however. President Joe Biden has released a statement that was shortly after the military action began, calling the aggression an unprovoked and unjustified attack by Russia. Putin has chosen a premeditated war that will bring a catastrophic loss of life and human suffering, says Joe Biden. Russia alone is responsible for the death and destruction this attack will bring, and the United States and its allies and partners will respond in a united and decisive way, and the world will hold Russia accountable. The president is going to meet with the G7 counterparts at some point today, we are told, and at some point talk about whatever those uh, crippling sanctions are that he's been talking about now for weeks. Apparently, apparently, we, we, we don't know for sure, but according to the reports out of the White House overnight, those sanctions have not been decided upon. Now, we were told weeks ago that those sanctions were ready to go, and the minute that Vladimir Putin fired a missile, he was going to be hit with sanctions like he's never seen before. But apparently those sanctions are not in place, not ready, and so we'll see where that goes because he's got to meet with the G7 today, and they're going to fight about it to see what they can pull off. But they don't have the sanctions ready to go, apparently. Peacher on KTSA, go right ahead. Hey, National Anthem usually wakes me up, but was it hearing about Russia and Ukraine really woke me up? Sounds like history repeating itself, Trey. Remember peace in our time with Hitler before he started taking all the German lands over? Sounds familiar, peace in our time. And it sounds like uh, Putin saying, oh, well, I'm not, it's just military exercises. And now it seems like he's ready to hit all the 
Slavic countries and put them into uh, Soviet Russia again. This is, and Pete, you're exactly right on your history. This is exactly mimicking what Adolf Hitler did to Czechoslovakia, the Sunderland. And this is uh, what uh, Vladimir Putin is doing right now. Uh, there's a number, uh, by the way, there's a number of reactors, uh, nuclear power stations that are there in uh, Ukraine. And at one time, for a be- very brief window, Ukraine had nuclear weapons and would have been able to defend itself. A- at this point, they are no match for Russia and what Russia can do to them. And they are now begging uh, for help from NATO, that NATO get involved in this. The uh, Russian pr- or the uh, Ukrainian president speaking overnight, asking uh, NATO for a whole lot of help. Uh, so where does it go from here? Well, as far as we here are concerned, right now, all it means is the stock market is going down. So if you have money in the stock market, then the stock market is headed down today. It also means the price of your gasoline and your oil and your diesel is going up. And when the price of your gasoline and your oil and your diesel goes up, and it's rising rapidly right now, in Europe it went up 13% immediately, and here in the United States, we're watching the futures on oil, gas uh, skyrocket as well. We don't have an exact number on how high it's going to be going. but uh, And I don't think anybody can pinpoint that at the moment, but it is definitely going up right now. That means the cost of everything else goes up because everything that we consume in our economy is related to oil and gasoline. Everything. Even if you have electric vehicles or you're all electric or whatever, You've got rubber on that car. You've got plastic on that car. If you go to the grocery store today and you buy tortilla chips, well, guess what? It took petroleum to manufacture that, and it takes petroleum to get it to the shelves. So everything is related back to that, so we will be affected by it. Taking your calls on that this morning, we got a lot of other news to get into today. Biden's foreign affairs approval has plummeted to 40%. According to Gallup, people are not happy with the way he's been handling this situation. 62% of Americans disapprove of Biden's handling of the economy as well. And only 36% of people approve of his handling of the Russian situation. The White House is claiming that sanctions against Russia will not again, will not have an impact on Americans. Now, that is different than certainly what the White House has been saying all week. We've been telling you that both the president and Jen Psaki have been saying, prepare, 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 because it's going to cost us here, and it will have an impact on us. Well, Jen Psaki said yesterday, the sanctions will only impact the Russian elite. She said, quote, the sanctions that we announced yesterday will not have an impact on the American people. That's a complete reversal. That's 180 degrees different than what they were saying earlier in the week. She said they will have an impact on the Russian elite, on financial institutions, on individuals who are trying to use those institutions to engage with Western banks, including President Putin and his inner circle. Again, no other sanctions have been decided upon. The president is going to be meeting with the G7. We were told for weeks that he had sanctions. Remember, the most crippling and harshest sanctions that Vladimir Putin has ever seen. That's what we've been told for weeks. But apparently the president is going to meet with the G7 today to talk about what those sanctions are going to be. European gas prices up 13% overnight. Former Russian President Dmitry Medvedev said in a response to the pipeline cancellation, welcome to the brave new world where Europeans are very soon going to be paying high prices for cubic meters of natural gas. More on this and more of your calls coming up. War has broken out in Ukraine as Vladimir Putin has moved into Ukraine, says he's not going to occupy the country. Your thoughts, 210-599-9565.
Sponsored by AbbVie. Hey, this is Scott Robbins, and you're listening to News Talk 550 yeah. KTSA and FM 1071. Stay connected. The division of NATO, the opposite is happening, right? He wanted uh, to see Nord Stream 2 move forward, uh, a key prize for him. That is obviously not happening. He wants to have a flourishing economy for the Russian people. Uh, Just even without the bite of our sanctions, that is clearly not happening. War in Ukraine. Russia launching full-scale invasion of Ukraine is what we're being told. He says it's limited. But it's being reported by news accounts out of there as a full-scale invasion into Russia. I mean, into Ukraine. 210-599-5555. Now, everybody can see this coming. With a weak need, old, out-of-touch, cognitively challenged president of the United States, one who has been doing everything possible to cripple us in any number of ways, the United States of America, and bolster Russia. That's why you heard me saying what Jen Psaki just said was a sack of Psaki. That was a full-on sack of Psaki. They're the ones... Joe Biden is the one who turned on the Nord Stream 2 pipeline. If you're not familiar with it, you can study it yourself. But it made Vladimir Putin a ton of money. At the same time he was turning on Putin's cash flow with Nord Stream 2, he was shutting us down. In fact, he still has us shut down. Now, I I know, we're still drilling, blah, 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 blah. We're not drilling on federal lands. He shut down federal lands. lands. He shut down the Keystone II pipeline. And because he's taking us to a no-fossil-fuel place, that's an impossibility for the United States. It's almost impossible for people who actually want to drill to get the financing to be able to drill. Nobody's willing to invest in that right now. Why? Because they're not going to get a return. Joe's going to shut it down. Would you invest in something the government says we're going to close? Please think for, for just a half a second. And that's exactly what we're doing here. That's exactly what Joe's doing. The Afghanistan situation showed Vladimir Putin all he needed to know. Much like when we had hostages in Iran in the late 1970s, Jimmy Cotta that he was going to go get those uh, hostages out of there, and we ended up crashing in the desert. Why? Because Jimmy Cotta was an inept, old, out-of-touch president. Weak. And you cannot expect that these violent thugs around the world are going to sit back when you have an old cognitively challenged, out-of-touch leader of the United States. As the United States goes, the whole world goes. And so Vladimir Putin knew that, and Putin waited for his moment. And his moment, he figures, has finally arrived. We have been told for weeks by Joe Biden, I've got these sanctions, man. You don't want to mess with me, man, because i got these sanctions, champ, and I'm going to hit you with these sanctions, champ. And now we're finding out he's going to meet with the G7 today to come up with the sanctions. 
the time to blast Vladimir Putin has already well passed. You, you're just now going to sit down with the G7 and come up with your sanctions. Well, yeah, but I've got them, champ. All right, so here we have a guy who is ruthless. He's emboldened. And the more weakness that we show, the more people around the world, more of these folks around the world are going to be encouraged to make their move, just like Vladimir Putin is doing. But not only are the enemies going to be encouraged to make their move like Vladimir Putin is doing right now, watch Xi, watch China. Up next, part two, chapter three. Ladies and gentlemen, he's taking Taiwan. Watch. But it's not just the enemies that are now emboldened. We have a lot of people, a lot of countries around the world that depend on us being strong. We have done that post-war, post-World War II, and then post-Cold War. We have brought a, an entire time of peace and prosperity to the world because of why? One thing, one thing, the strength of the United States of America. One thing, because all these nations are dependent on the strength of the United States of America. We're about to find out just how strong a leader Joe Biden is. Where's your What, what you got your money on? 210-599-5555. In a country that fought this fascism, we are now becoming the people that we fought. Oh, you're a nut. Anyway, good morning. Um, and, and war is underway in Ukraine. 210-599-5555. Uh, Vladimir Putin has moved into Ukraine. Claiming Russia is undertaking a special military operation to demilitarize and denazify his words. The country, under the guise Russia is defending itself, he announced the operation on live television, and boom, the bombs started to go off. The 80s are back. Mitt Romney was right. Joe Biden and Barack Hussein Obama were absolutely wrong. Russian tanks crossing into Ukraine overnight. Explosions heard in the nation's capital as well. What does it all mean and where is it going? We're talking about it with you. Oil is above $100 a barrel now, which means the price at the pump is going to surge and the stock market is down. The futures, that is, because it's not open. Stock market futures are down 873 points. Daniel, you're on KTSA with Trey. Go right ahead, please. Good morning, Trey. Um, it'll be interesting. I mean, would this be happening with Trump? No. I don't think so. You know, Biden is like the weakest kid in middle school, Yep. whereas Trump was like the popular, feared, you know, strong guy that you wanted to hang out with for some sort of protection in middle school. Uh, so I hope that, you know, the Biden voters will remember this when they see they will not. seven, eight dollar a gallon. Hopefully they will, especially for midterms. But uh, it's funny how COVID suddenly, apparently, disappeared. <laughs> you know, we go from crisis to crisis. So anyway, keep up the good work. Thank you, Daniel. Show. Always good to hear from you. Let's go to Jacob. You're on KTSA with Trey. Good morning, Jacob. Good morning, Trey. Yes, uh, I want to commend you, but first, I'm up here in comfort. Can I give you a little weather report? Oh, yeah, please do. Uh I'm out here feeding horses. It's uh, 27, mm. kind of a light freezing grizzle. Mm. Not too bad yet, but we got to keep an eye on it. You got blankets for those horses? <laughs> they all, well, I have four, bl I have seven, but four of them 
are outside and three are in the barn, so we're good. All right. Good enough. Okay, I'm, what do you think I'm about the Ukrainian no situation? Uh, so Good. Anyway, I want to commend you. Uh, obviously, the weakness of this administration is why we're seeing this globally. Mm-hmm. But we've seen it locally on the border. Mm-hmm. You know, and during Reagan and that strength, I'm 63. So if you go back any time we have a Carter weak administration, you see this globally and you've called it out. You've been spot on. I want to commend you. Keep it up. Going back to your dad in the wear pair. You guys have called this keep beating the drum it's so pitiful what we're seeing through this administration and uh we've got to stay strong move forward everybody get out and vote yep and yep that's the key jacob thank you very much you keep those horses nice and warm all right keep them in the barn and many of them in the barn as you can i thank you for the call this morning for your kind comments and yes this is uh this is a result as i was saying in the last half hour the weakness of uh and, of course, the cognitive uh, disability of Joe Biden as president of the United States. Uh, chickens are coming home to roost, as Barack Obama's favorite pastor used to scream when he would scream, GD America. The chickens are coming home to roost. Well, the chickens are coming home to roost when you have a weak administration. You also have, keep in mind, Joe Biden was the vice president when Russia invaded Crimea. And what did he do? He and Barack Obama sent blankets to the Ukrainians, to the Crimeans. No weapons, no backup, no sanctions against Russia. Here's some blankets. Then his son was on a take. They benefit with the increase in oil prices over there. So just keep that in mind. His son working for, or not working for, on the board of, at one time, a very large oil company in Ukraine. The oil prices go up. Who makes the money? Well, I'm guessing the 10% for the big guy grows. I'm guessing. All right, let's talk to John. You're on KTSA. Go right ahead, John. Well, I just have to concur with the previous callers. It's so obvious that this is the prime example of elections have consequences. So everybody go vote. Thank you, John. Appreciate it. 210-599-5555. I did that yesterday. I went and voted yesterday. Got my early voting. All taken care of. All wrapped up. All happy to do it. And by the way, Governor Greg Abbott is going to join me at 8.07 this morning. And we're going to talk to him the same way that we talked with the others. I got the same questions or the same topics to bring up with him and let him answer. But there'll be a little bit more because he mentioned something yesterday that I think is vitally important. The Attorney General, Ken Paxton, who's also on the ballot right now in the primary, he um, declared that the sex change operations that are happening on children in the state of Texas is a form of child abuse, and I concur. I concur. No child... No little boy should lose private parts. No little girl should go through mastectomies. None, period. If you choose to make a cosmetic change in your body, you can do that once you're an adult. And and when I say adult, I mean over 21. Smoking age, drinking age. 
But that's not what's going on. Little children are being taken in, and these doctors are performing these cosmetic surgeries because, and I say cosmetic on purpose, if you remove the penis, you're not making a girl out of a boy. It's not happening. Still a boy. If you remove the breasts, you are not making a boy out of a little girl. You're mutilating a little girl is what you're doing. It's exactly what it is. You're mutilating a little girl. You're mutilating a little boy. It's child abuse. And the attorney general said that, and that's exactly what the governor said yesterday. He wants investigations into not only the doctors who were doing the practice, but those who are not reporting it. If you're associated with it, you could be charged with a crime as well. So the governor uh, brought that up yesterday, and Jen Saki with another Sakasaki said, they just want to be who they are, and it's so incredible that these Republican governors like Greg Abbott won't let those little children be who they are. The hell they are. A boy who was born a boy is a boy. Removing body parts doesn't make him a girl. That's a fact. That's a, if you want to follow the science, that's a scientific fact. So, anyway, we're going to ask the governor about that at 8.07 this morning. ERCOT has issued a tight grid conditions notice until tomorrow. Uh-oh. <laughs> I don't like the way that sounds. A tight grid conditions notice means they got a tight grid until tomorrow. Uh-oh. What they say it means is there's certain environmental things that they won't have to follow like to make the Sierra Club happy for the next couple of days. Like maybe they can pump some more, do some more. <laughs> make sure we get power. Meanwhile, a winter weather advisory is in effect. Details on the AccuWeather. In Russia, the ruble is trading at its weakest level since November 2020, one of the weakest currencies in the world. All right, so uh, war in the Ukraine, 210-599-5555. Gas prices, oil prices spiking overnight. In fact, oil is now over $100 a barrel. What does that mean? Well, um, just give you an idea. Back in the day, uh, when if you're old enough to remember when Donald Trump was president, and you were paying about a buck fifty-ish, oil was under $30 a barrel. Now, oil is over $100 a barrel as of this morning. And so you do what you will, but I put gas in the car today. Um, not only that, but, um, you've got the stock market on a big slide and we're talking the futures, of course, cause the stock market doesn't open until later and anything can happen. Anything will happen. Uh, most Americans I'm sure are not concerned about the stock markets. Uh, well, I won't say most, a lot of Americans probably not con too concerned about the fact the stock market is down 800 and something points right now. A lot of Americans won't, won't be too concerned about that they should be because that does affect everybody because it affects american business but really if you're not invested on the stock market you tend not to pay any attention to what's happening up there it does affect you whether you're invested in it or not but most people if you're not invested in it, who cares so what who cares number goes up number goes down i really don't care i don't have any money up there but when you pull up to the pump a little bit later on today and the guy's out front with that stick changing the numbers, they don't do that anymore, do they? It's all digital, right? Now they can just punch the button inside the store and it can raise it. Yeah. When you watch him over there next to the lotto machine and he's raising the price out front, 
you'll know what's going on and people who are not paying attention to what's happening in the world will suddenly find out what's what's going on in the world uh the price of oil is is now rising rapidly as you and i speak 210-599-5555 and we're going to find out uh what the old man can do we're going to find out what the old man will do. He's been promising that Vladimir Putin's never seen anybody this vicious before. In fact, he promised during the campaign, Vladimir Putin does not want me to be president. We have a video somewhere of him saying, Vladimir Putin doesn't want me to be president because he knows that I'm going to kick his ass, champ. We also remember the days when Barack Obama was running for re-election. And, look, everybody's been focusing on the Mitt Romney piece, you know, the 1980s called, and they want their foreign policy back, man. Everybody's focusing in on that. That's cool. You can focus on that. That's fine. What I remember from that time frame when Barack, in a hot mic moment, leaned over to the Russian president, Medvedev, and told him, say, hey, this is my last election. And I'm going to have a whole lot more flexibility when this is over with. So cut me some slack, baby. And Medvedev leaned in and said, I will tell Vlad of that information. So there. Hey, man, they're in it. You know, Joe Biden's in this up to his eyeballs. So what do you expect him to do? War in the Ukraine. I'm, I'm interested how much of this is important to you. Is this something that concerns you? Do you care? 210-599-5555. War in the Ukraine is underway. All right, so there's no crime in San Antonio. Certainly not a gang war going on in San Antonio. And the only people that are victims of crime in San Antonio are the people that are involved in risky behavior. Unless you're laying on your couch watching television off a of Blanco Road and you get shot and killed while you're laying on your couch watching television, you're 60 years old. Or like yesterday, two miles that way, Chris. Two miles. You know what a big babe is? Of course you do. I used to get my hair cut there as a kid because there used to be Jerry's place. And Ken Nutt and Jerry had a place there back in the 50s and 60s. That's where I got my hair cut as a kid. That place, that area, that shopping center was the location of a shooting yesterday. And there's a laundromat there. Woman inside the laundromat, you know the risky behavior she was performing? She was doing her laundry. <laughs> For goodness sake. How risky is that, huh? That's pretty risky stuff right there. Hey, Chief, pretty risky, huh? She was doing her laundry. She's putting a quarter in a machine. Now it's not a quarter anymore. It's like 10 bucks. She's putting 10 bucks in a machine so she could tumble her clothes. And guess what? Some idiots out in the parking lot got in a shooting match, and she got shot. I don't want to hear this about risky behavior bullcrap anymore. It's bullcrap. Police say multiple people were involved in the shooting. Multiple people. No gang war, though. No, no, there's no gang. There's no fight right here where we sit every day over gang territory. It doesn't happen. A year-old child and three people ages 16 to 21 showed up at Northeast Baptist Hospital with injuries due to the shooting. Officers found a wounded 31-year-old woman who was an innocent bystander in the laundromat where bullets flew through the glass and hit her. This is 
Austin Highway and Lanark, right around the corner from where we sit. Now, I grew up right here. The house I grew up in is about a mile as the crow flies from here. About a mile. Right over there. I could almost throw One day I could throw There was a time when I could throw a rock and hit it from here. This was beautiful, beautiful suburbia back then. This, this was the old-fashioned, leave-it-to-beaver type neighborhood over here. These houses in this neighborhood. There's a problem with crime in San Antonio, folks, and I don't really care what they're telling you on television at night. There is a problem with crime. And Jay Avila at News 4 San Antonio is going to join us at 620, and he's got answers as to what... At the moment, look, I've got a... Oh, there's another one. I've got a flak jacket right here. Let me just get it, get it on. There you go. That's the guy over on CNN, uh, and he just put it on live on the air. That was from hours ago. It still continues this morning. War in Ukraine. Good morning, San Antonio. Trey Ware here, along with Don Morgan, with Chris, and right over here is Elaine Rodriguez at 210-599-5555. Well, the 80s are back. Romney was right. Biden was wrong. Russia's a big problem. Vladimir Putin's a big problem. Do you believe that Joe Biden is up to the task of this big problem? We are now told that Joe Biden is going to meet with the G7 today, and they are going to come up with those crippling sanctions. I I was under the impression, I guess because the president has been telling us for weeks now that he had these crippling sanctions ready to go and that Vladimir Putin would feel this right away. Well, apparently, I don't know. We're going to find out, but apparently... The White House now says he's going to meet with the G7 today to come up with those sanctions. How do you come up with something you already know? I mean, wouldn't you think it'd be like automatic immediately? If you strike, this is what's going to happen. If you do this, that's what's going to happen. Now, he did put the sanctions back on the Nord Stream too, but the exact same sanctions that he took off one year ago that uh, Donald Trump had in place. He did put those back on, those sanctions. Uh, Is that it? Is that what he was telling us he was going to do? Because Donald Trump had that in place for years. Anyway, there have been explosions going on in Ukraine. We are being told that troop movements have been going on as well. But interestingly, all we're seeing from a distance are the explosions. That's it. Haven't seen any troop movements. Haven't seen any planes flying overhead. Haven't seen anything like that that's... Usually, you know, you would see some sort of evidence like that, but you're seeing big plumes of smoke in various areas that are going up. The lights are still on. The lights stayed on all night long in Ukraine where this was going on. So um, we just don't know a whole lot about what Putin's intentions are. When he announced this last night, he said it's going to be a limited deal, and he's not going to stay. He's not there to occupy. He's there to denazify. He's there to demilitarize. He called it a special military operation. And he announced that operation, and then, supposedly, right at that moment, bombs started to go off. Russian tanks have crossed over into Ukraine, we are told. Again, again, we don't have any video evidence of that. We haven't seen that, but we're being told that Russian tanks did cross over. One thing we have seen video evidence of and photographic evidence of these Russian tanks are kind of strange in how they're um, signified. They don't have the typical Russian insignia. If you're watching this on television, 
pay close attention when you see the personnel carriers and the Russian tanks. They got a Z. Like the last letter in our alphabet? Z. That's not the Russian insignia. That's not the Russian logo. That's not anything has anything to do with Russia. I mean, it's just a Z. Now, sometimes that Z is underlined, and sometimes it's in a triangle on these vehicles. It's really an odd thing what he's got going on. The Ukraine military said that five Russian planes and one helicopter were shot down. But again, we have not seen any video evidence of that. Usually there's, you know, video that comes out a la what happened in Libya with Muammar Gaddafi, and we saw the video and all of that. We haven't seen anything like that yet. What we have seen are highways jam-packed with people trying to get out of there and get to Poland. We're talking about a huge refugee crisis. Putin says the Kremlin has no intention of occupying the country. President Joe Biden released a statement shortly after it began. said this unprovoked and unjustified attack by Russia will not stand. And he's planning to meet with the G7 counterparts today to announce further sanctions. 210-599-5555. 210-599-5555. Oil prices skyrocketed overnight. They're well over $100 a barrel and still going up as we speak. Meanwhile, stock futures have been down on average 850 points overnight as well in a response to all of this. So just how concerned are you about this? Do you think this is a really big deal? Do you think this is going to be long-lasting? And do you think it's going to affect people here in the United States? 210-599-5555. We can talk about this this morning. 210-599-5555. When you're not trying to hurriedly put gasoline in the car and diesel fuel in the truck. So Joe Biden has a big issue with American voters. Gallup poll came out yesterday showing that 62% of Americans disapprove of Biden's handling of the economy, and only 36% of people approve of his handling of the Russian conflict situation itself. That's probably why Jen Psaki rushed to the microphone to say yesterday in a direct reversal of what they have been saying now for days, hey, look, these sanctions that we're putting on Russia, they're not going to affect you one little bit. You're going to be just fine. Don't you worry about thing, Putin. You don't have to worry about these sanctions. You're going to be just fine. Basically, what Jen Psaki said yesterday, the sanctions that we announced will not have an impact on the American people in, quote, 210-599-5555. Do you believe Joe Biden is up to the task? I'm going to tell you right now he's not. As I've said many, many times before, uh, Joe is uh, outmanned, outgunned. Joe has no experience in this field. Joe, as a senator for 50 years, 40-some-odd years, Joe's never had to manage anything like this before. Never. Not having a business background, he's never run a business and had to make decisions. He's never had to make decisions before. He's never been put in this type of situation before. And when he has done things that have had any kind of impact on the world stage, as Bob Gates, the former defense secretary, said, he's always gotten it wrong. He has a 100% failure rate. Joe Biden does. So no, Joe Biden is not up to the test. No, he's not the guy to be handling this for the United States of America. The only thing, our, our hope right now is that this is isolated, that Putin is telling the truth. Good Lord. Think about that, relying on Putin to tell the truth, and that this is a limited went in, going into a couple of spots in there, and this is not a full-on, we're taking the country 
over move because if that's the case they can't rely on the united states and joe they can't rely on joe biden they can rely on the united states but not joe biden ernie go right ahead you're on ktsa good morning to you uh, yeah th- there may be something over there in the ukraine that uh that putin wants you know like some secrets buried out there or something uh that used to be hitler's headquarters in world war ii and uh, I, I'm imagining like a like an object the size of a marble blowing up a whole city. All right, thank I you. Think that way, you yeah, know. I uh, hear you. Thank you, Ernie. I appreciate it. Two one zero five nine nine fifty five fifty five. The best thing we can do is just pray. Start your day off with a prayer today for the people of Ukraine and for the people of the world, and we'll just see where this goes. Coming up in our next segment, Jay Avila from News 4 San Antonio is going to join me. He did a story a couple of nights ago about bail reform here in Bear County. He uncovered some stuff that's absolutely shocking that you're going to want to hear about bail reform here. And a group connected with the defund police movement, connected to Mayor Ron Nirenberg, who's a defund the police guy, and I'll Told you that before, and I'll tell you why. And uh, what they're doing, putting criminals right back out on the street. Jay's going to join me, and we're going to talk about that coming up here on KTSA. But first, Wagner Holick, Custom Homes. <laughs> I love the picture that John Torres, he's the owner of Wagner Holick. I love the picture he put up yesterday on social media. <laughs> it was a picture of one of the custom homes that Wagner Holick is building, right? And all he said was, cold temperatures, where? <laughs> it was cold outside yesterday like crazy, and he was there, and they were there, and they were building somebody's brand-new custom home. I hope it's yours. If not, I hope you'll give them a call at Wagner Holick Custom Homes at 210-625-8212 and get them started on your Wagner Holick Custom Home. Your home the way you want it built. What kind of floors do you want in it? How, how much floor space do you want? Do you like a big living room or something that's more like a little tight space? You like a big garage or something that's a little bit smaller? You like to bring the outdoors indoors and the indoors outdoor through some living areas like that? They can do all of that for you at Wagner Hall at Custom Homes. You see, whatever your dream is, then they make your dream a reality. That's how they build their custom homes just for you at Wagner Hall at Custom Homes at 210-625-8212. Well, we got a winter weather advisory in effect right now, so be careful, particularly over bridges and overpasses up in the Texas Hill Country. It's going to be mostly cloudy with a little bit of rain this morning, followed by drizzles this afternoon. Icy spots can be a problem today with a high near 40. About the same thing pretty much tomorrow. And on Saturday, too, we start to recover some on Sunday. Right now it's 30. Hey, and FM 1071. 621, Trey Ware, KTSA, with Don and Chris and Elaine. And the days of... Uh, Deep digging journalism in America, pretty much over with the exception of a handful. And those handful right now are the cream of the crop. One of them is Jay Avila over at News 4 San Antonio. He's a troubleshooter. And he's known across the country as a guy who will dig into a story and then brings the facts of that story out. And I enjoy his work. And I wanted to have him on this morning on the Stevens Roofing Newsmaker Hotline to talk about this bail reform situation, which I believe is putting uh, repeat offenders and criminals out on the streets so they can reoffend over and over again. And I believe it has a political component to it as well. So let's uh, let's dig into the story. Jay, thanks for being on this morning, man. 
Good morning, Trey. Thanks for having me. Once again, you knocked it out of the park. Uh, the, what, what a story this is, so we can just dig in right now. But um, as the story goes, the county and top uh, working uh, together to get these guys bailed out and put back on the street. So give us a little bit of a background on this. Well, as you know, there's a movement toward bail reform in many cities, including uh, here in San Antonio. Uh, the belief is um, by these groups that uh, paying cash bail discriminates against the poor. And so inmates should be released on little to no bond because the case could be made that most of the people sitting in jail are not really a threat to society. So here in San Antonio, there's an organization called uh, Texas Organizing Project, or TOP, and uh, since 2020, they bailed out about 741 people out of the Bear County Jail. Uh, but I didn't realize until I started looking into it how much cooperation they have from Bear County elected officials and from Bear County itself. Um, we uncovered that uh, there is a list of inmates every week that county employees give to top of people to bail out of the jail. And... Uh, they, so they go down there to the jail. We went along on, on one occasion, and uh, they bail out uh, seven or eight inmates a day. And um, and basically what happens is if I were to get arrested, um, I would probably contact a family member who would contact a bail bond company. Mm -hmm. And they would bail me out. Then I'd have my family and the bail bond company pressuring me to get to court and get it figured out, get exactly. it cleaned up. right. Um, but with top, when they bail you out, there there is not that factor of someone trying to pressure you to get to court. So these guys don't show up back to court. Um, a lot of them end up reoffending. There are active warrants for many of them. Um, and here's here's one thing that I know has the bail bond industry very upset, and uh, and you can see how it plays into this is that when um, when one of the defendants bailed out by top doesn't go to court then there's a bail forfeiture hearing where the, the whoever bonded him out is going to lose the money. But in this case, and it only happens for Texas Organizing Project, the Bear County public defender shows up and on your dime defends top so that they don't have to pay the, uh, the bail money. And so in all these ways, they're working together on this. We're going to get to the bail money in just a second, but we're talking about people at, like from your story, Ernest Saldana bailed out for felony methamphetamine possession by these top folks. Uh, the police said at the time that he had gone into a woman's restroom at a convenience store with a knife, charged as a repeat offender because he had passed right. indictments for shooting and stabbing a female companion. Then there's Gilbert uh, Vasquez, also out by top on meth possession, evading arrest, charged as a habitual offender, 44 cases, 40 Four, including assault, robbery, and theft. Neither of them showed up for court, uh, but Top didn't lose the money because, as you said, a public defender stood up for him. Then you had convicted murderer Derek Rodriguez free on bond when he shot Abel Salazar and stuffed him in a trash can. Uh, these are the type of low-life people that Top's Texas Organizing Project are going down. And did your story happen to say, on average, $5,000 is what they're paying to get each of these guys out? Um, well, it's that's their self-imposed uh, limit. They say that they will bond mm. out people who are $5,000 or less. That's their way of saying that they're making the argument that they're only bonding out 
low-level offenders oh, come on. who really don't pose much of a risk yeah. to society. But oh, no. as, you, as you have just stated, when they say low-level offenders, they're talking about the most recent offense, right? Um, which could be a drug charge, could be a right. criminal trespass. But if they go thing. back in their history, they find out they've been shooting people or whatever. Uh, 741 inmates so far that Tops has, has gotten out. Now, let's talk about the political connections here. Because you, you talked with Javier Salazar, and he said, no, I think this is great. This is happening all over the country. This is a wonder Javier, you're full of it. No, it's not great, and it's not happening all over the country. And just because it's happening in other places doesn't mean it should be happening here. But we find out that Tops has been a contributor. Is that correct? Yes, uh, and this is, you know, in the campaign um, uh forms uh campaign form donor forms that are available to the public yep that um what texas organizing project does is they do uh, in-kind contributions mm-hmm. they basically do campaign work for uh, canvassing and for operations for uh, the sheriff and the district attorney um, uh-huh. about six sixteen thousand dollars worth for javier and uh and about seventy five seventy six thousand dollars for joe gonzalez right um but the the big campaign contributions though and the ones that really have made a difference here and in other cities are uh, from a group called Justice and Public Safety Pact. Mm-hmm. Um, and that is uh, funded by George Soros. The Hold it right there, because this is a name that I talk about in relation to DAs all across this country. George Soros has installed these DAs all across the country for one purpose and one purpose only, and that's to re- allow the release of criminals so that they can be on the streets creating chaos. And, Jay, it's a, it's a topic that comes up on the show all the time. So this organization gave a million and a half dollars to uh, Joe Gonzalez here in, in Bear County, while Tops, or Top, did $76,000 worth of campaign work. And as you said, it's in-kind campaign work. So let's go back. To Mayor Ron Nirenberg. Mayor Ron Nirenberg, when his campaign was hanging by a thread and his competition looked like had a chance to beat him, Tops comes along and all of a sudden they make a deal somehow and Tops is out walking the streets for Mayor Ron Nirenberg. And then right after he's uh, reelected, he starts pushing this whole worker thing that Tops was very interested in for unionized workers here in Bear County and time off and all that. He starts pushing that real hard. Well, then we had the summer of BLM and we had the anti cop. Uh, movement and an anti-cop rally in downtown San Antonio. And look who shows up. Mayor Ron Nirenberg. This is my GD city. Rips his mask off. This is my GD city. And Pharaoh works for me. And he's coming to city council right now at an anti-cop rally. Well, that's all very interesting when you consider top is one of the biggest in the defund police movement. Huh? Interesting bedfellows. Well, that is true. They were active in that movement, and now they've um, they've kind of moved their focus to um, this uh, bail reform, uh, which you know, of course, this there was uh, it has become a very controversial subject around the country. Uh, in uh, Milwaukee, you had the Daryl Brooks uh, individual who was bailed out on a thousand dollars two days after trying to run over the mother of his child, and then he he drove the, the SUV through the mm-hmm. through the downtown parade. So. The situation comes up in different cities around the country, and um, I wanted to find out if uh, if certain certain things were happening here, and they certainly appear to be. Yeah, well, it's kind of interesting. They're connected with Javier, they're connected with the DA, and they're connected with the mayor. 
this top uh, organization, who are bailing out criminals downtown San Antonio to the tune of five thousand dollars. Now, before I let you know, uh, before I let you go, uh, Jay, and great work as always, man. Where, where are they getting the five grand? It's one hundred and seventy-six of them. They've bailed out at five po- five grand a pop, or you know, that's uh, whatever five grand is their limit. But where are they getting the money? Well, it's very hard to figure out who their donors are. They say that oh. they are a grass grassroots uh, organization that uh, that gets their money from uh, from people who donate it to them. How do we find uh, that information out? That's got to be public information if they're a nonprofit organization. How do we find that out? Well, it, it, it gets a little complicated. They're split up into three separate entities, uh-huh. and the, the part that gets the contribution is a is a nonprofit. I'm working on that, but I tell you, I can tell you who has contributed to top, and uh, and that is the campaigns of Joe Gonzalez and Sheriff Javier uh, Salazar. They, they give money. They give money their, to top. They give money um, oh. now. Of course, it's not as much as they get in the in kind uh, donation, sure. but. Um, it's uh, I, I think in the past year or so, it's about a thousand dollars from uh, Joe Gonzalez's campaign and um, uh, several hundred from from the sheriff. So, so are you telling me then, Jay, that the sheriff and the DA are giving money to Top, and Top is turning around and bailing people out that the sheriff and the DA have in jail? You got it. Exactly. I, you know, and there's paperwork that clearly documents it. Jay Avila, News 4. This is not our last conversation on this topic, my friend. (laughs) You and I will talk more as you find out more. I appreciate your time this morning. All right. Thanks for having me. Thank you, sir. 210-599-5555. The phones are yours. I'm ready to listen to you right now. We'll take a break for the news. Arthritis Relief Centers of San Antonio. Arthritis Relief Centers of San Antonio here for you to help you with your arthritis and your knees. You know, you got joint pain and all that kind of stuff going on. You hurt and you got stiffness and it's tough to get around. And the, the, the things that you used to enjoy doing, well, just don't have that same effect on you anymore because it's just not any fun anymore. Arthritis Relief Centers of San Antonio have these gel injections for your knees. Doctors have discovered that these gel injections help relieve knee pain and joint stiffness. And Arthritis Relief Centers offer these FDA-approved gel injections as an effective non-surgical treatment option for the relief of painful joints associated with osteoarthritis. Are you a candidate for these injections? Well, let's find out. Give them a call today for a free, no-obligation screening. People are getting real relief. And they're ready to help you, too. At Arthritis Relief Centers of San Antonio, call 210-944-1. This is Jack Riccardi. Stay connected to News Talk 550 KTSA and FM 1071 on Facebook, Twitter, and online at KTSA.com. Deputy Constable Neil Adams was working a security job at a shopping mall when there was an altercation in a store. A man grabbed Adams' gun and shot him to death with it. Adam's wife, Dee Dee, says her husband accepted the risks. My husband always said that you can either be a sheep or a sheepdog. And I want everybody to pray for all the sheepdogs out there that are protecting everybody. Well, you know, he was participating in risky behavior there in that Houston uh, shopping center. You know, when you participate in risky behavior, that's the only time you get hurt is when you're in risky behavior. Like, like the girl around the corner from the station here, right up there at Lanark and uh, Austin Highway yesterday who was doing that risky thing of uh, her laundry in a laundromat and got shot. That's yeah, a pretty risky thing. 
210-599-5555. War in Ukraine. That's the top of the charts this morning. Putin's terrifying warning to the West to anyone who would consider interfering from the outside. If you do, you will face consequences greater than any you have faced in history. Joe Biden says the world will hold Russia accountable. 210-599-5555. Meanwhile, talking about the bail reform that's going on and how this organization, according to Jay Avila and his great work over at News 4, is bailing people out. Uh, and, and they're repeat offenders who go on to offend again as they go and get them out of the Bear County Jail. With the help of Javier Salazar, with the help of the DA, with the funding of the sheriff, and with the funding of the DA. Hey, Joe, you're on. Go ahead, man. Good morning, Trey. It's a uh... It's an honor to be here. I, I'm very pleased that Jay gave this story further exposure because I wanted to make note that it was this issue of uh, bail bond reform was brought up during the primaries in 2020 uh-huh. uh, for the sheriff election. Yep. And because we knew that it's happening in the East Coast and in Houston. Right. And one of the things that was brought up is because it's going to bring back recidivism. Right. Why? Because there's no investment. On, in terms of, of the of the inmate being released. Well, there's no consequence. Exactly. You're, you're, you're right, but there is no consequence. So first of all, these guys know that if they get arrested for whatever it is they do, they're going to get right back on the, 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 this organization that is receiving money from the DA and the, the um, uh, Bear County Sheriff, according to Jay Avila. Uh, it, it, you know they're going to get they're they're going to be released. So that's number one. And number two, why would they come back when they don't when they're not going to lose a dime? Uh, personally, there's no accountability. There's no reason for them to show up for their court date because they're not going to lose anything. There's no consequence on the criminal, only on the law-abiding citizen. Right. So there's going to be outstanding warrants for them. And and it's interestingly enough that right after that in 2020, the criminal warrants division was reduced in its staff. There was reorganization and given a new name, so but with less personnel. Yeah, yeah. So, like I said, uh, Trey, you know, always follow the money. Yo, absolutely. Thanks, sir. Lee, you're on KTSA with Trey. Go right ahead, Lee. Morning, Trey. Uh, yes, just defund the police and let these criminals loose. There's two reasons for that. They, they increase crime. Of course. Uh, one is is a gun control, but I think the big one is for have a a federal police force. Absolutely. Now, the liberal mayors are going to love this because it takes millions, gives them millions of dollars to spend for other places since the federal government is paying for it. And another thing, you get federal police officers, you have officers like you just had seen in Canada last week. Mm-hmm. That's exactly right. They're going to be, you talk about police brutality, and they don't care. You can't, compl- you know, you can't complain to your local sure. authorities. And that's what they're, that's what they want to have is a uniform federal police force. Which would be, you know, sure. like they had in Germany or something. That's right. Exactly right. Lee, thank you. 210-599-5555. Brad, you're on. Go right ahead, sir. Trey, like they used to say in the hippie days of the 1960s at the protest, the whole world is watching. And right now, the man that's watching Joe Biden most, how Biden deals with this Ukraine thing, is Mr. Xi Jinping with this little island off the coast of China called Taiwan. Mm-hmm. And he's probably figuring, well, if Joe's going to let that happen, He'll let this happen. Oh, that. And the other thing. He's already made that decision. The other big observation is this: the um, the, the the Ukrainians had when the World War or when the Cold War ended, the Soviet Union dissolved. The Ukrainians had all these nuclear weapons on their territory, and Bill Clinton and a bunch of other people said, "Well, go ahead and get rid of them, dismantle them, guys." 
tear them up because we'll protect you. We'll make sure you're safe. And so the Ukrainians naively did that. That's right. And now any other country in the world that we're trying to convince to get rid of nuclear weapons is going to say, and you'll protect us and you'll ensure that we're safe like you did the Ukrainians. So it's it's a double whammy there. Our credibility is really on the line with this whole thing. You got it. Thank you, Brad. Uh, that was 1996 when Bill Clinton did that to the Ukrainian people. Bill Clinton uh, colluded with the Russians at that time and uh, brought pressure to bear on the Ukrainians to give up their nuclear weapons. You'd be talking about a different story had the Ukrainians kept those nukes, but also you'd be taught a different story if if, uh, if if we would not have had the change that we had in 2020. Vladimir Putin would not be moving right now with a strong president of the United States, but we have a weak one who is cognitively uh, checked out. He's, he's extremely weak. All you got to do is look at a picture of him, and you can see how weak he is. I believe he's also very compromised. You remember his son worked for a Ukrainian oil company making a million dollars a month. So if you're going through that and you're making that, that kind of bang and Joe, you know, is the big guy, supposedly, according to people in the organization, then rising oil prices like we have going on right now and get ready, you're going to pay more today. Today, your gas prices will go up. It's not a secret. It's not a secret. And you're, uh, if you're investing in the stock market, it's going way down as of right now in the futures. But the bottom line is, why wouldn't Putin move? What, what is the threat to him? Ronald Reagan was in office. There was a big threat, and that was we led with strength. The entire world knows that Joe Biden is old, that Joe Biden is weak, that Joe Biden makes Blunder after blunder after blunder. For real. Yeah. And when Afghanistan happened, that was just the final straw that said to Putin, baby, this guy's a cluster. He doesn't know what he's doing. And that's when the final straw, the movement for both Vladimir Putin and Xi Jinping were made. Oh, oh, the taking of Taiwan is just a matter of time unless we have a serious change in the White House and in leadership in the United States of America. This is it right here. It's underway in the Ukraine right now. Bottom line is, though, question is, how concerned are you? Is this occupying any of your energy or brain power or anything else? Is this better than mean tweets? That's right. <laughs> That's right. Exactly right. Higher gas prices and all that, is that better than, than mean uh, than mean tweets. 210-599-5555. We'll go back to the phone calls in a couple of minutes. Let me tell you about my friends over at Amogee Bank. I was talking to somebody about Amogee Bank just yesterday afternoon. Uh, they're, they're launching a brand new division of their company. They have a family-run uh, company, and they're launching a new division of their family-run company. And they were asking about, you know, lines of credit and loans and stuff like that because they're going to have to make some investments to be able to do that. And I said, really, get in touch with Amogee, talk with David McGee, go to lunch with him and talk about what your plans are and how you plan on putting this together and then the funding for it that you're going to need and all that because they're outstanding at helping family-run businesses put their plan together. And, and really, I would invite them in on the ground floor before I take the first step invite them in to to sit with you kind of strategize you can go over their conference room though over there at 281 sit down talk about okay 
These are the kind of things that we're planning on doing. How do we get there? And Amgee can help you put the entire plan together and walk out of there with a plan for success for your family-run business. And also all of your private banking services, too. That's Amgee NA, member FDIC. You know, basically war that's, that's been, you know, suggested or declared by, by President Putin is on the hands of the uh, Ukrainians who, who, who resist. Oh, I tell you what, I just heard a big bang. And another bang. There were a couple of bangs that went off there. I, I don't know. Do, do you find it a little bit disconcerting and strange that this started last night and we still haven't seen or heard from Joe Biden? It's just kind of weird. I mean, he put they put out a statement, but it was a statement written by the press people at the White House. It was not a statement that was written by him. He probably doesn't even know that the statement was put out or what's much what's in the statement but you know it's it's some gobbledygook about you know we're uh, it's an unprovoked and unjustified attack putin has chosen a premeditated war that will bring a catastrophic loss of life and human suffering russia alone is responsible he had some advice for them yeah buy a shotgun <laughs> buy a shotgun buy a shotgun but you know this statement was probably written weeks ago and what I find very strange, and again, we'll find out more as the day goes on, but what I find very strange is that the White House announced last night the president's going to meet with the G7 counterparts this morning to come up with those further sanctions. And, and I'm just saying to myself, what does that mean when you say the president's going to meet with the G7 to come up with the further sanctions? When we were told for weeks on end, how many times did we repeat that to you and tell you what the White House was saying, that we've got these incredible uh, sanctions and, and Putin's going to be hit with these sanctions? Like, we're going to sanction him. He's, he's never seen a sanction like this, boy. I got some serious sanctions for him. And the only sanction that we've seen so far, other than those that have been put on some of those guys in his universe over in Russia that are some of those uh, – you know, banking stuff and, and stuff like that. It's really not going to affect them because they get, they're so uh, connected globally. This is not going to be a big deal for a lot of those guys. Certainly not going to be a big deal for Vladimir Putin. He's loaded. But uh, the only other thing he did was put the Nord Stream 2 back on the same sanctions that Donald Trump had the Nord Stream 2 on. So we'll see. I mean, you know. This is, this is Joe Biden's test. We're going to find out because so far, this administration, whoever's telling him what to do, I'm going to get in trouble, you know. So far, they have been running this like a woke blog. They really have. This presidency has been run like a woke blog so far. You know, uh, put Merrick Garland in there and watch him as he treats angry parents at school board meetings like Al-Qaeda. Nominating a comptroller for the currency, uh, a woman who expressly argued for driving fossil fuel companies out of business. The kinds of things that he has been doing in his world has been operating like a woke blog, uh, cut, cutting off uh, oil uh, drilling in America and on federal lands, cutting off the Keystone Pipeline, causing our gas prices to go up, causing inflation to rise at 40-year highs, and things of that nature that he has been doing. He's been running it like a woke blog. This is test. A test of the emergency world system. We're going to see if Joe's up to the test. In fact, I have no words. <laughs> I'll call you back. I have to help these guys. Oh. 
Ware and Rima, 7 till 9, News Talk 550 KTSA and FM 1071. He wasn't praising Vladimir Putin. Oh my God, you people in the, in the, in the left media. You are just, you're criminally insane. The left media in this country is criminally insane. They just really are. There's no excuse other than you have an agenda that you drive it. And, and you know what? Just keep doing it because you're proving me right every time you open your mouth. Hey, what is this up here? Uh, Blanco, a mile north of Wilderness Oak. The overpass is freezing over. Okay. So you want to be careful. You want to pull out the chains. You want to get the snowblower out. <laughs> You want to get the flamethrower out. Take it to the bridge. <laughs> okay, everybody across now. Buy shotgun. Yeah, buy shotgun. Solved. Hey, uh, I'm Trey. He's Don. That's Chris. That's Elaine over there. And it's called Warren Rima, but we got an update on Sean. You want to mention an update on him? Anything? But not this morning, no. Okay. Well, the latest, the latest <laughs> well, I have. Yesterday afternoon was. Yeah, the latest time. I have was yesterday afternoon, and it's public information his wife put on the page. Uh, so that's that's I, I have the same information anybody else has. <laughs> they they're uh, running some more tests on him, and he's resting comfortably, and all seems to be okay. But they just running a few more tests on him, and uh, we keep praying that he's going to get back here very very soon. There you go. All right. Okay. <laughs> so I was like, what am I going to say to that? <laughs> no, so, you know, I had um, I messed up my shoulder about a year ago. Oh my God! What and did so, I do? What, you know, I, I, oh, you had the MRI, right? And right. so uh, they started giving me these rounds of steroid injections. Uh oh! And listen to what it's done to my throat. So I'm constantly clearing my throat. Oh, so, okay. Yeah. All right. I apologize for calling you <laughs> so, into the deal then. So All right. Whenever you look over, I mean, I'm not saying anything. It's because I'm here. I gotcha. <laughs> yeah, that, that's me right there. Okay. All right. Yeah. I hear you, man. I, I've been there, done that. Okay. Yeah. So rest, rest, rest it, and we'll talk to you on the half hour. Okay. Give it a break over there. Sure. All right. All right. 210-599-5555. Could this be an excuse to drink heavily? No. <laughs> As if you need one. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So uh, we we have a lot going on on our plate this morning. And uh, are you getting me a guest from Ukraine right now? And do you have a name for me? I'm sorry about this, folks, but this is developing as we're talking about this right now. This is the Hatzala in uh, organization Hatzala, and do you have a name for me? Huh? The name is Shlomo Rosillo. Okay, all right. Sorry about that. Did not see that. Rosillo. Uh, Rosillo. I apologize so much. We're just trying to. We're, we've got a lot of stuff happening here, real quick, and we're trying to get it on the no air problem. as fast as we can. So, in your in no Ukraine, problem. is that right? Yes, I am. Okay, tell us what's happening. So basically right now there's a lot of chaos on the street. Uh, the people are panicking. Uh, you know, to wake up at 4 o'clock in the morning from bombing uh, when you never, ever had something like this in your life, it's not pleasant. And people are panicking. Uh, they don't know what to do. They don't know where to go. They don't know who to talk to. And they don't know, uh, they don't know nothing. They don't have any, uh, you know, instructions what to do in the case of a war. It's not Israel here. Israel is, uh, is the place where you were already, you know, they got used to it. They have sirens, they have rockets, they have this, they have that. They're already ready. They know what to do. Here, nobody knows what to do. You don't have shelters. You don't have anything. 
So you wake up one morning and then you see yourself in a war and you don't know what to do. So this is uh, this is a very uh, sad situation, and uh, and right now we're trying to uh, you know cooperate with all the uh, units here to get people more help uh, of what they need. Okay, and, and so what we have seen, as well as the bombs going off, we just saw a few minutes ago the helicopters from Russia that are flying over, um, and, and we see the very, very long lines of cars, people trying to get out, and it looks like they're headed west toward Poland. What can you tell us about that? So uh, a lot of people are trying to get out, yeah, and, uh, and it's, just, it's just crazy because, there's lines in the gas station. There's lines in the supermarkets. There's traffic all over the place. There's tanks in military cities. There's a lot of soldiers. And it's just a big, huge chaos. Uh, and the reason for that is because this country is not used to something like this. Yeah, yeah. They haven't been, they haven't been in war. There's a, there's a war in some parts of the country for seven years, but not inside inland, inside the city, yeah. you know? yeah. Um, tell us about your organization real quick here. I want to learn more about it. So our organization, it's Atala Ukraine. I'm actually have some kind of connection to San Antonio. My wife grew up in San Antonio. Oh, so great. That's very interesting. You guys called me. Yeah. On, uh, on, uh, what's it called? Uh, Blanco Road. <laughs> great. I remember that. Yeah. yeah. So, and we used to go to the synagogue of Rabbi Black. I don't know if you know Rabbi Black. But, of uh, course. We used to go to the synagogue on uh, Blanco Road, yeah. Yes, absolutely. So very interesting. Very, very interesting. So, uh, actually, my organization has been around for about seven, uh, seven years now. Uh, we have been doing a lot of work, uh, humanitarian work. Uh, we're helping soldiers. We're helping a lot of kids. Uh, we're doing a lot of medical, uh, medical stuff, uh, you know, medical help uh, when it comes to uh, leukemia and uh, kids with all kind of... Uh, uncured diseases, diseases and things like this. Um, it's very difficult when you work in a country that you don't have a lot of uh, ability to work, meaning there's not a lot. The, the, the health system here is very bad, extremely bad, I would say. There's no system. If you won't go into a hospital, you need to buy gloves at a pharmacy so the doctor can treat you. Yeah. This, is, this is the reality of the people that they live in here. So imagine what's going on in a war zone where there's a lot of trauma and, and soldiers mm -hmm. that, you know, limbs going around and things like this. This is devastating. So we have actually we got a we got a donation from um, from the Red Cross in Israel and ambulance like an Israeli ambulance, like an actual mm -hmm. one. Mm -hmm. They brought it here to us and we're using it a lot to uh, help people. Okay. And, uh, yeah, that, that's what we do. But right now we're working on uh, in Cherkasky region, okay. which is in the center of Ukraine. There's approximately uh, 50 families which are stuck uh, completely. There are Jewish families uh, and some foreigners' families. They are unable to go anywhere because all the drivers, taxis, buses, anything, they all don't want to move anywhere. They're so scared they don't know if going to hit them by the road well, sure. or somewhere so they just don't want to go. Let me ask you this now, Slomo. Let me, yeah. let me ask you this because we've been told for weeks that this was in the planning stages. Here in America, they have been talking about it over and over again. They've been saying to Americans, get out of there. 
Why do you think it is that people stayed there? I've heard a lot of speculation on the overnight media about that, but they really didn't believe that it was going to happen. Very simple reason. Very, very simple reason. People already were tired to hear in 24 hours, in 10 hours, tomorrow, today. It was three weeks. So the beginning, everybody panicked and some left. And then some stayed and says, oh, nothing happened. And again, the next day, again, told uh, everybody said that this, uh, this is going to happen in two weeks. This is going to uh, happen in three weeks. And nothing happening. So and cry wolf. It was a cry wolf happened. situation then. Yeah, is yeah. Uh, okay. He wolf, 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 and there's no wolf. Got it. And everybody were tired. But one thing I did not understand that Putin said that you don't start worse on, uh, on Wednesday. But he did. Yeah. Well, whatever he says, he's going to do the opposite, right? So whatever he says, he, he does directly the opposite. What, what, what are, you said you've seen uh, troops and tanks and stuff in the streets. Are those Ukrainian troops or are those Russian those troops? Are, those are Ukrainian. Okay. Those are Ukrainian. All right. Um, I don't hear those in the background Ukrainian. behind you much going on in terms of artillery fire no, or missiles. I'm sitting inside the ambulance. Okay. All right. But you have witnessed uh, on the streets, you've witnessed some of this stuff that's been going on. I have, yes. I have, yes. I cannot take pictures. There's a very strict uh, orders from the police and the Army. Do not let people take pictures. I took some a little bit, but uh, there's very strict orders. They don't want the Russians to actually know exactly where you are or what you do and things right. like that. Right, right. So it's, uh, yeah, crazy. Okay. Okay, man. I uh, we're we're gonna pray for you guys. We're we're gonna put the name of your organization out to get some help, and we're gonna stay in touch with you uh, for all the latest information. That is uh, Slomo Rosino. He is over in Ukraine right now, watching and seeing what's going on. So, uh, I I want to take some of your calls as well at two one zero five nine nine fifty five fifty five. Get your thoughts at two one zero five nine nine fifty five fifty five about what you just heard from him. And what you have seen develop overnight. Is Joe Biden up to the task now? Where does all this go as far as you are concerned? Gas prices appear to be going up overnight with oil prices well over $100 a barrel now. And uh, and the stock market futures are way down uh, this morning for the opening, which is going to happen here in just a little while. Meanwhile, one hour from now, the governor is going to be on with me. I'll be asking him some questions. If you want to send a question or two, Trey at KTSA.com. Trey at KTSA.com if you have a question for Governor Greg Abbott. I got to tell you, we're going to get through this cold snap we're in right now. And then as far as I'm concerned, that's it. It's springtime in South Texas and your friends at Barbecue Outfitters. That is your Central Texas homegrown grill store in business now for over 24 years and they're always cooking up the great deals on their classic products like the weber grills the big green egg the traeger pellet smokers which is the way to go and all of their outdoor kitchen products they got it for you right now all qualifying grills will get your choice of instant in-store rebates or 12 months zero percent financing that means you can enjoy it and you don't have to pay any interest for 12 months. It doesn't matter if you grill a little or a lot. The Barbecue Outfitter Showroom is a must-see for you. You get grilling service from folks that know grills. They love to grill. They're grilling all the time. And if that's you, 
then Barbecue Outfitters is right for you. They're here to help you make the best decisions, too. They welcome you to just come in and hang out and talk with them about grilling. They will make your, they, you know what they'll do? Is they'll take your grilling experience to a whole new level. You'll find something to enhance your backdoor, backyard oasis there as well. Easy to get to, 1604 at Chabonneau Park and online, bbqoutfitters.com. The AccuWeather forecast now, a winter weather advisory is in effect. Mostly cloudy with a little bit of rain this morning, followed by areas of drizzle. And then icy spots can cause dangerous travel later. Highs right around 40, going to be between 25 and 35 tonight. Tomorrow, the same thing with a high right around 42 or so. And on Saturday, right back in the same area. It's 30. San Antonio's um, um, news, um, traffic, and weather station. News Talk 550 KTSA and FM 1071. Basically, right now, there's a lot of chaos on the street. Uh, the people are panicking. Uh, you know, to wake up at 4 o'clock in the morning from bombing, uh, when you never, ever had something like this in your life, it's not pleasant. Yeah. Okay, so that's live from Ukraine this morning. Trey Ware, KTSA. It's Ware and Rima, and uh, Sean's off. He'll be back next week or sooner or later or whatever. So, okay, 210-599-5555. War is going on in Ukraine this morning. We're talking about that. We're about to find out what a huge mistake was made when Joe Biden was elected president of the United States. He's not up to this task. Nowhere near it. David, go right ahead. You're on KTSA. Yes, sir. Is anybody even bothering to draw up the articles of impeachment to get him out of there and then have him escorted out of the White House by the federal marshals? Impeach him for what? Well, that's what everybody's been talking about. Saying that he's uh, incompetent and such. Yeah, the problem with that is that that's not a high crime. (laughs) If it were, man, there'd be presidents all throughout our history that would be uh, impeached. Now, I have made the case for impeachment. I believe there is a case for impeachment. I believe he has committed a high crime. I have spoken with people in D.C. about drawing up articles of impeachment. And the people tell me that I've spoken with, from senators to congresspeople, even live on the air, because the Republicans are not in power, because the Democrats are in power right now, it it wouldn't go anywhere anyway. So it's a total waste. Well, to me, that's no reason not to do it, because the Democrats sure did it for years. And the point is, um, you might get some Democrat support depending on, you know, what's next. But clearly this guy has committed high crimes when it comes to our border issue. He has collapsed and erased the southern border, something that he has uh, an oath of office to uh, uphold. And he's done it. He's violated the laws, the immigration laws of the United States of America. That is an impeachable offense. If a president violates the law, an established law of the United States, then that's an impeachable offense. So he can be impeached for that. But incompetence, uh, being cognitively checked out, uh, being old, not being up to the task, nope. Uh, Look, hey, look, uh, America decided they didn't want mean tweets. So they got this guy. Got a weak country. John, go right ahead. You're on KTSA. Uh, Yeah, I just think it's a terrible idea to even get involved in the Ukraine. Uh, You know, Russia, for one, they have a... their military is filled with men. You look at our military, it's a bunch of limp-wristed, effeminate men. A bunch of women and queers. It's disgusting. Well, I don't know no about that. I don't know about that. But, John, let me let me say this for just a second. I don't, I, I, you know, um, what, 
what they look at when they see us over here are um, definitely a group of people. When Vladimir Putin looks at the United States, he definitely sees a group of people who have taken their eye off the ball. I have complained about the military leadership, not the people in the military, as you just said. I don't think I don't think your characterization of people in the military is correct. Are there people in the military that are transgender and uh, <coughs> excuse me, whatever? Of course, but I think the leadership of the military right now are more interested in. Their whole CRT, you know, critical race theory, they're more interested in can guys dress as girls, have, has everybody gone through sensitivity training, they're, the leadership of the military, not, not the people out here that are you know, doing the heavy lifting and not the men that would march off to war. They're every bit as strong as they ever were. But when Vladimir Putin looks over here, he sees, number one, a weak president who totally screwed up Afghanistan. He sees a guy who is terrible at decision-making. He sees a guy who has made terrible moves with the United States, particularly when it comes to our own oil independence over here. And so why wouldn't he make a move? I mean, what is the real consequence to him doing anything? There is none. When you have a strong leader, a la a Reagan or a Trump, these guys stay in check. They keep themselves in check. When you have a weak leader who obviously is very dazed and confused 99% of the time when he appears in public, this is when somebody like a Vladimir Putin and a Xi Jinping pounce and make their move. 210-599-5555. War in Ukraine. Um, stock futures are down about 856. Oil prices now over $100 a barrel. Does any of this mean anything to you personally what are you thinking about this war in ukraine we'll talk about that with you when we come back here on ktsa tell you about our friends over at bg products bg find a shop find a shop bg find a shop gotta tell you with these bg products in your vehicle it doesn't matter what the weather is doing outside today it's cold yesterday it was cold it's going to be cold tomorrow it's going to be cold on Saturday, and you want to make sure you've got the best protection inside the engine of your vehicle, whatever you drive. And a BG will offer you the best protection. Now, it's not something you buy off the shelf and you put in. It's something they do whenever you change the oil. So the next time you have the oil, just ask whoever is uh, doing the oil change for you to include the BG service. They have several great products for your vehicle. The two that I really focus on because I think they're critical to keeping your vehicle on the road the MOA inside the crankcase, that'll provide you the best lubrication. The 44K cleans out the injectors in the entire fuel system. So all you got to do and all you got to worry about is when you have your oil changes, just say, hey, add the stuff to the oil and clean the fuel system, the BG products, and they'll take care of that for you there wherever you have the oil changed. Great stuff. It'll make a big difference for you, too. That's BG. Nobody knows what to do. You don't have shelters. You don't have anything. So you wake up one morning, and then you see yourself in the war, and you don't know what to do. So this is uh, this is a very uh, sad situation. All 
right, big uh, props to Elaine for getting slow-mo this morning. He's uh, live from Ukraine and was on the show just a few minutes ago. Thank you, Elaine, for getting that done. He uh, reported troops in the streets, tanks in the streets, explosions. He's sitting inside of uh, an ambulance that his organization owns. They're trying to get people out of Ukraine. I asked him. My first question when I saw those cars lined up, and the only analogy I can give you, and this is a very weak one and a very small one on a much much more uh, minor scale, but it, it, the vision in your mind. When we have a hurricane come to the coast and all those people are on 37 and we actually flip the north side or the southbound to the northbound and we get, you know, we're doing evacuations off the coast and you see all those cars that are just stopped on I-37 headed this way, that's what you're seeing now over there, to, to, you know, on steroids, you know, like a hundred times. And they're trying to get out and get to Poland. And I said, why didn't they do that already? Because we've been talking about this and, you know, everybody's been saying this. And he said, cry wolf, because some did leave and nothing happened. And then others, it just went on, and it was just not here, and it was not happening. And the next thing you know, in the middle of the night at 4 a.m. this morning, their time, uh, the bombs started falling from Russia. And it has not been just in those two regions, according to him and others who are reporting out of there. It is countrywide that uh, Vladimir Putin has now uh, gone into uh, big regions of Ukraine. Vladimir Putin said he's not going to occupy, that he's just trying to denazify what does that mean? John, you're on KTSA with Trey Goretta Hedger. Well, Trey, I called yesterday and said he was going to take Ukraine. I don't like to be right. Um, my concern is we liberated Afghanistan, we liberated Iraq at cost of trillions of dollars and thousands of our lives. It's time for Europe to step up if they're concerned about Putin. Mm-hmm. It is not our fight. Mm-hmm. I'm tired of my friends. I'm in my mid-30s. Mm-hmm. I was in high school in 9-11. I have friends that went to Iraq and came back mentally damaged by it and physically damaged by it. I'm done. Vladimir Putin is not a threat to us. I still maintain he can be a partner against China. If the Europeans are worried about it, let them send their sons over there. Let them sacrifice their economy for it. It is not our fight. You know, John, I find it very hard to argue with anything that you said. Uh, Americans are tired of getting into these wars that seemingly have nothing to do with us, you know? I feel genuine sympathy for the Ukrainians. I would hate if, you know, we've all seen Red Dawn, and that's theatrics, but I wouldn't want to be invaded. But at the end of the day, I don't think it is an 18-year-old American 82nd Airborne Division soldier's job to protect Ukraine from Russia. There are grown men with guns in Ukraine. The same is true in Germany, in France, and in England. Step up and defend your country and your continent or stand aside. Prior to Pearl Harbor, that was our take. That is exactly what we did. And Pearl Harbor obviously drew us into World War II. But this is beginning... The exact, you know, the parallels are frightening in the, in the exact same area with the exact same words being used by Vladimir Putin. It's be, it beginning the exact same way. But I agree with you. I, I want to see more out of, uh, out of Europe with them stepping up instead of always constantly turning toward the U.S. And we kind of put ourselves in this position, John, because we, we told people after the Cold War, we told people after World War II, that you know we have an obligation to take care of the entire world remember we dropped two bombs on you know Nagasaki Hiroshima so 
it, we have to pay for that forever is it, it, not my attitude. That's the attitude that others have about the United States, right? So we've got to take care of the entire world. Well, no, it's, it's people like yourself in your mid-30s who are sick and tired of taking care of the entire world. We have an economy here, and we have people here that we need to take care of here. Is that isolationist? No. There's still some things that we need to be doing worldwide, but do we need to be involved in every single conflict? Do we? I'm asking the question. And you can answer right now, 210-599-5555. For John, that is a very clear no. What about you, Jason? Is this our fight? No, hey, uh, Trey, this was our fight long ago. There's a thing called soft power, diplomatic, economic. We could have used all that. What we did is we did the reverse. When when President Biden shut down all our oil and started buying it from Vladimir Putin, he enabled all his money. Money equals power. He gave him that power. We have no secretary of state that knows how to do any foreign diplomacy. We don't have to send troops over there. We could have shut this down earlier. Notice he didn't do anything under Trump. That's right. When you got a strong American president, Trump or Reagan, you don't see this kind of stuff happen. It's hitting our stock market hard this morning on the futures. It's also hitting the oil prices hard. So expect the gas and the diesel prices at the pump to go way up. Thank you, Jason. Is this our fight? Do you want us involved in this? 210-599-5555. What should our response and our level of involvement be? Bob, you're on KTSA with Trey. Go right ahead, Bob. Trey, I'm disappointed in you. If Ronald Reagan were alive, he would not agree with this. We've got to stop communist expansion at all times, and we've got to be vigilant. That's the that soft approach that it'll pass, and that isolation approach is what got us in trouble. If Reagan were alive today... He would be taking action. Well, if no, <laughs> I disagree with you because if Reagan were alive today, this would. No, Ronald Reagan. Well, I did. I did too. I served under him. Well, I served in the army. I served under Ronald Reagan. Well, I. You I, don't know the man. I do, sir. Bob, hold on just a minute. I know him as well as you do. I sat here and I did a show when Ronald Reagan was president for many years. I studied the man in and out. I read his biography. I know him very, very well. And let me tell you, Bob, first of all, this would have never happened under Ronald Reagan. He would have been extremely strong, and this Vladimir Putin would not have had the opportunity to do this, okay? That's right. So arguing whether or not we ought to put troops in there is a moot point. But let me just turn that around on you. You said you served. Are you willing to go into Ukraine today? Yes. And, and so you're willing to put our guys into Ukraine today to fight Vladimir Putin? Yes. Okay. So Bob says it's our fight. 210-599-5555. Is Bob right? Is it our fight? Shelly, go right ahead. I don't think it's our fight. We should have never allowed the pipeline. And I have to wonder sometimes if Biden's only over there to hide the Ukraine secrets. Okay, thank you, Shelley. Is this our fight? Do you want us to pour our boys in there and start fighting? What is, what is, what is our what should be our level of involvement in this? Joe, go right ahead. Uh, just wanted to uh, let y'all know that uh, I have some friends that are in the military that are kind of high up in rank, and they've already been they've already gotten the message to be deployed. Where to uh, go? Where? I, I know some are going to uh, Poland. I know, I, you know, I know that there's some in uh, already in the European theater. But go where? What are you talking about? Uh, to to go up to Europe, uh, sure, and, and the Poland and stuff. To, sure. Yeah. 
Yeah, we, that's that's already been well known, Joe, and well documented. We have troops in Poland right now. We got the 82nd and others, uh, 82nd or 101st. I don't remember which, but we've already got some that are either there and more on the way. But thank you, Joe. Appreciate it. David, you're on KTSA. Go right ahead, sir. Yes, sir. In 10 seconds, two quick points. One, outstanding to the San Antonio Police Department. And two, my understanding of an alliance is when all members of the group stand together. So why are the other NATO troops standing in support with the American troops they want over there? My my question is, when does Europe, when do we, you know, going back to Bob a couple of minutes ago, and thank you for the call, David, going back to Bob a couple of minutes ago, who's ready for our troops to go and fight in Ukraine? But seemingly, Germany and France and the, you know, all the others there, this is a bigger threat to them. The U.K. has not mobilized troops. Neither has Germany. They haven't mobilized troops. I mean, if this is a really a big threat to Europe, and if it's the communists who are expanding... I'm not arguing that point. Might be. Could be. He might be ready to just go through Europe. And if he is, uh, where's the response from these other countries? Maybe we'll see it today. But you, I would have thought we'd have seen it by now. Frank and Paul, hold your lines. 210-599-5555. More of your calls coming up. i got to make this quick break here. Yeah. I want to tell you about my friends at Barbecue Outfitters. Man, I'm so happy they're a sponsor on the show because I love these folks at Barbecue Outfitters. Now, they've got... Everything you can imagine as they celebrate more than 24 years in business at Barbecue Outfitters right over here on 1604 Chavano Park. They've got so many great things to enhance. Take take your grilling to an all-new level. they got it all there. Cooking up great deals on the classic products like the Weber Grills, the Big Green Egg, the Traeger Pellet Smokers, and outdoor kitchen products everywhere at Barbecue Outfitters. Everybody in Texas knows this is where you come. And they also include free assembly and free in-home service for one year. I love that, too. It doesn't really matter if it's something you do all the time. I've got a real close friend of mine. He cooks outside 99% of the time. Very rarely does he cook inside. The Barbecue Outfitter Showroom is a must-see. You get grilling service from folks that know grills, that love grills, and you'll see them do it, too, at Barbecue Outfitters. An incredible selection of grills and smoker brands, patio furniture, gas logs, grilling gadgets of all kinds, rubs, you're going to find something new and something really cool to enhance your backyard, backyard oasis and your fun, too, at Barbecue Outfitters. Your Central Texas homegrown grill store, 1604 at Chavano Park and online, BB Radio, San Antonio, Texas. All right, we're taking your phone calls, 210-599-5555. It's Ware and Rima. Sean is off this week. Okay, um, so is this our fight? And before it becomes our fight, in my mind, I want to see Europe respond a little bit more. Because where are they? Frank, you're on KTSA. Go ahead. Good morning, Trey. Uh, We lost this fight as we've lost many fights starting January 20th, Mm. 2021. I agree with that. Absolutely. The The Russians plan, and we have become reactionary in some cases, unfortunately not reactionary enough on the southern border that's absolutely right frank and that's the biggest issue is that southern border because how many of them are in the country how many bad actors from countries like russia came across our southern border with the being wide open and they're just waiting for the high sign paul you're on ktsa go right ahead 
Yeah, I think Bob's heading the wrong direction. He does need to go down to the bo- the border with uh, our all our military to defend the invading uh, people. <laughs> I which, agree. <laughs> which are, are, are y- mostly young men. And how do we know that these invading people are coming in the country and then they're be- going to be armed within our country? Right. We That's don't right. know that. That's right. And what what happened? What about what about you know that Germany incident in World War Two? Aren't all their young men, women, and everything armed to the teeth? They should have learned a lesson. Are are they not all armed? Uh, uh, Trey. All right. Thank you, Paul. Appreciate it. Two one zero five nine nine fifty five fifty five. Trey, Ware here. Mike, go right ahead. Hey. Good morning, Trey. Morning. Um, I was up about two thirty this morning. I saw Anthony Blinken already on the television saying that they projected this and i got to thinking i was like y'all projected this but you didn't project afghanistan right and the taliban right um this is a democratic playbook right here basically what they're going to do is in about seven days fly c-130s into belarus and pick up all the refugees and bring them here 4.5 million yeah that they're going to pick up and guess where they're going to bring them right here yeah yeah, Mike, I, I have no doubt about that. This is also a wag-the-dog situation because the biggest crisis we have that's affecting us is right down here at the southern border. Also gives him an excuse to continue to drive up oil prices and fossil fuels going away. Sam, go right ahead. You're on KTSA. No, stay the hell out of Russia, Ukraine. Why? Because we got thousands and thousands and thousands every day invading our southern border, men, women, and children. Right. And then you got the Mexican cartel also Men, women, and children, Mexican cartel bringing illegal drugs and killing our children. Right. I think killing our children is more important than what happens in Ukraine. Well, and see, Sam, you're bringing up a really good question that I've asked many times before. So if they're looking at us to defend Ukraine, and by the way, Ukrainians have not said that so far. It's Americans like Bob who say we need to go over there and defend Ukraine. So far, Ukrainians have not said that they want our troops there to do anything at all. In fact, they've said the opposite. Y'all stay out of this. This is our fight. We'll take care of it. But it's interesting to me that more Americans here want us to go and fight against Vladimir Putin and Russia. It's just a a weird deal. But my question is, okay, we're going to go over there and protect their border. Who's going to protect ours? I'm a whole lot more concerned about what's going on two and a half hours to my south than I am what's happening a world away. So... Uh, when we come back, the governor is going to join me at 210-599-5555. We'll have the same discussion we had with all the other gubernatorial candidates. Greg Abbott coming up next. Trey Wayne. 7 till 9. News Talk 550 KTSA and FM 1071. Well, it's Trey Ware without Sean Rima. He is still out. He should be back next week. For several weeks now, we've been talking with all of the various candidates for the gubernatorial elections and, and the others as well. And we have not had a chance until now to visit with uh, Governor Greg Abbott. And I'm going to ask him the same topics that I asked all the others to respond to. Your response, uh, listeners have been fantastic. We appreciate you. But to kick it off, let me just say good morning to the governor. And if I can, sir, let me just get your thoughts about what developed in Ukraine last night, because it is a very important issue, particularly for Military City USA. It is. You know, obviously, there will be a, a strong nexus uh, with San Antonio. But, uh, you know, the, the, the way that it seems that Biden has handled this is he's bumbled his way through it uh, w- without uh, doing very much to de-escalate this uh, before it got to this stage. 
Uh, and, and so uh, we'll see how today plays out. We'll see whether or not uh, Russia uh, does this strike and then backs out. But uh, candidly, uh, we are in a situation right now where it looks like it's extraordinarily unpredictable uh, what's going to happen. And uh, there is great uncertainty about whether or not uh, Biden uh, and his allies are going to be able to do anything about it. Let me dive into some of these other topics here with you, Governor. Um, first of all, on the border security issue, we know that you have been, uh, you, you've got uh, guard uh, troops down there, you've got folks from DPS down there, et cetera. Are you satisfied with the way it is or where it's headed right now? It is the number one issue that I hear about. Well, listen, it's, it's hard to be satisfied when we have a federal government uh, that is openly inviting people to come across our border. Remember this. Uh, first of all, when Biden was elected uh, to be president, uh, he inherited a plan uh, under President Trump that led to the lowest border crossings in multiple decades. Trump did four things that he put in place. Uh, one was uh, to uh, implement the remain in Mexico. The other was Title 42. The other was the end and release. And the fourth was to build a border wall. And those four things uh, is all that Biden had to do was to keep in place. And it would have continued to lead to low border crossings. He, not only did Biden eliminate all four of those, but he opened the border to everybody across the entire world. And now we have people coming in from more than 150 countries across the entire globe, candidly, uh, including terrorist-sponsored nations. You know, uh, Biden is worried about the border between Ukraine and Russia. Biden needs to be focused on the border between uh, the United States and Mexico, and he's failing to do that. And the only state that's stepping up and doing anything about it is Texas. Texas has done more than any state in the history of the United States of America to secure a border. It includes more than just the 10,000 National Guard that you made reference to, where the Texas Department of Public Safety down there making arrests. We converted two prisons into state jails where we could house the people that we are arresting coming across the border. And now Texas is doing something that no state has ever done in the history of our country, and that is we are building our own border wall. Uh, Trey, I have an update for you on that in several regards. One, uh, the audience needs to understand that the border wall that we're building is the exact same border wall that President Trump was putting up. We're using uh, the manufacturers of the same panels that Trump used. It's 30 feet high. It's made out of steel. It's very strong and sturdy and effective. Uh, But on top of that, Many of your listeners will recall a couple of months ago, a lot of these materials were laying on the ground uh, that Biden inherited, and Biden was doing nothing uh, with the uh, border wall materials that you, the American taxpayer, paid for. We found a way to uh, work the federal system so that we would be able to procure uh, many of those panels, and we, we procured uh, 1,700 of those panels until Biden himself found out what we were doing, and he shut it down. Doesn't mean we're stopped yet because we think he shut it down illegally, and we should be able to obtain more. Bottom line is that what the materials that Biden had left on the ground, Texas is now using to build a border wall. One last quick point about this, and that is we are able to build a border wall faster and at a lower cost than even President Trump was able to build it for two reasons. Uh, One is because uh, we don't have to acquire the property the same way that President Trump did by eminent domain. Uh, Instead, uh, we're either using state land to build a border wall on or the people living on the border now with this massive acreage, they're so angry about President Biden and his open border policies uh, that they are granting us easements uh, to build the wall on their property. And that allows us not to have to go through the litigation process uh, and allows us access to more land that even President Trump did not have access to. So we we continue to build a border wall and we will continue to do so uh, until we return to the White House, a president committed to do what the president is supposed to be doing 
under the Constitution, and that is to secure our sovereignty and to secure our border. To a man, your challengers have all said that they would completely militarize and close the border totally and completely, and they want to know why, and uh, quite frankly, a lot of our listeners ask me this question too, why haven't you just shut the border down with the military? Well, it, it, um, tell me what that means about shut the border down, because here, we, we got 12, 1,250 miles of the border. And so we, we have a longer border that we have military to shut it down. Uh, and we're using all the military that we can, and we, we're going to have to be uh, rotating them in, in and out uh, so that they're because uh, you got to uh, keep these uh, soldiers fresh. Uh, but we got uh, more than half of, of the Texas National Guard down there right now, uh, and about three fourths of the available National Guard. Remember this. Some of our National Guard, they're deployed overseas and they're de- deployed on other missions. Uh, and so we're using almost all of, of the National Guard that we have uh, that would uh, be able to assist uh, to make sure that we are closing down the border uh, as much as we are physically capable of doing so. In uh, Arizona, the um, attorney general there just recently declared what's happening with their border an invasion, which gives the governor there, Governor Ducey, the opportunity to uh, enforce Article One and Article 4 and go after the invading forces, primarily the cartels that are working on this and the others, the coyotes and, and whatever. Have you had any conversations with uh, uh, Mr. Paxton about doing the same thing here in the state of Texas? Do you have other approaches such as that? Well, well, well uh, Trey, we have been doing that. Uh, so uh, what, if you go back to what they're talking about, uh, what those uh, constitutional articles uh, authorize uh, is, is – uh, uh, actually to make a declaration that this is an invasion and to go after the cartels like you're talking about. We have been going after the cartels. In fact, there is no state uh, more equipped, more capable, uh, with more experience about going after the cartels than Texas. Uh, in our Texas Department of Public Safety, they had remarkable expertise in going after them. And, and uh, I, We opened up, we, we converted two prisons uh, into state jails uh, where we are uh, housing Thousands of these people coming across the border uh, that Texas has arrested, uh, many of them are cartel members or people who are working with cartel members. Uh, and, and we have sophisticated uh, operations where we can detect what the cartels are doing before they even come across the border uh, and to dismantle the cartels. And uh, most of that is run uh, through the operation of the Texas Department of Public Safety. And we've been battling against the cartels uh, quite literally uh, for decades now. So so Texas has the best reputation in the country uh, for going after the cartels. Okay. Let me move on to some of the other topics because I want to make sure that we get as many in as we can. Uh, the next one would be property taxes. Uh, Mr. Huffines has been talking about eliminating completely. He's got billboards up all over San Antonio, eliminating completely property taxes. I asked the others, uh, meaning Colonel West, Chad Prather, and the others, their stand on property taxes. They're in agreement that property taxes in Texas need to go. What do you think? Well, let, let, let's talk about uh, the, the only strategy they've offered. Remember, they, they talk about we, we need to eliminate property taxes, which we do. Uh, and that's exactly the position that, that I have taken. The difference is I've actually done something about it. And uh, I, I, the, the program that we began implementing back in 2019 uh, is the exact program uh, that some of these people are calling for. They say that we need to continue to reduce uh, the property tax rates uh, until the, the ISD, the school property taxes are completely eliminated and that's exactly what i began as governor two sessions ago uh and if, if people were to go look uh, uh 
as, as you know, property taxes, there's multiple aspects to it. The largest aspect are your school property tax rates. Uh, and on average, school property tax rates across the entire state of Texas uh, have been reduced uh, by 10% to 15% uh, in ISDs across the state of Texas. And what we have been doing every session since 2019 uh, is buying down those rates even more. And, and the goal is to continue uh, to for the state to buy down those property tax, tax rates uh, until they're completely gone. So that's, that's the school property taxes. Uh, separate from school property taxes, you may know that there are some local property taxes that are assessed. Uh, and the way that we deal with that, we make it harder uh, for local governments to uh, impose property taxes by limiting uh, local government from increasing local government debt that would in turn uh, increase property taxes. The way that we would do that uh, is to uh, amend the laws and require that all debt uh, that would be approved at the local level would require a two-thirds supermajority of the local governing body, uh, and that would make it far harder for them to increase debt uh, that could uh, subject uh, local taxpayers to higher uh, property taxes. And you can do this uh, without a state income tax, is that right? I mean, uh, how, how would you replace that revenue? Uh, well, the, the, the way this is done is uh, because we have – we have already been doing this again uh, for uh, the past four years uh, where we are buying down uh, these property tax rates and it has not required any new increase in revenue. Uh, what we are able to do is prioritize the revenue that's been coming in uh, to buy down these rates and then sustain that buy down rate uh, session after session after session. And so it has not required uh, tapping into any new revenue source. And so uh, first, let's be clear. It wouldn't require anything like an income tax uh, because uh, uh, when I was governor uh, two sessions ago, we uh, not only eliminated the the income tax, we made an an income tax unconstitutional in the state of Texas. Uh, But uh, right now, because of the way that we're able to to buy it down in a sustainable way, it would not require any additional source of revenue. Okay. The next topic here is dealing with something that has just been a very explosive issue. You addressed it a couple of weeks ago, the fentanyl, the drugs, and the overall crime that we see exploding across the state. What needs to be done? Well, you you mentioned actually two topics there. One one is fentanyl Mm -hmm. and then crime across the state because they they have different causes. Uh, The the first, the, the, the fentanyl, uh, is an issue that's coming across the border. Uh, for those who don't know, fentanyl is uh, one, one of, if not the most, uh, deadly drug. Two milligrams of fentanyl is a deadly dose, uh, and uh, it's made in China, coming across our border. Uh, and the, the only entity uh, in America and the world that's doing anything about it is the state of Texas. And it's one thing that Texas Department of Public Safety and the National Guard are doing down on the border. They are seizing uh, that fentanyl as it comes across the border. Uh, and we, we have seized enough fentanyl to kill every man, woman, and child in Texas, California, New York, Illinois, and Florida. And you know what? Joe Biden is doing nothing about this whatsoever. The only person doing anything about it uh, are leaders here uh, in the state of Texas. You mentioned crime in other parts of the state. But there are various causes for that, uh, all of which uh, relate back to one thing. That is, there are some communities in the state of Texas that de-emphasize the role of law enforcement. They are these communities that are uh, adopting uh, the California-style approach where uh, they're, they're going to try to uh, uh, reduce crime through community programs, and it simply does not work. Programs like defunding the police, and uh, because of uh, the adoption of defunding the police in communities like Austin, I said, listen, 
Uh, we're not going to have that here in the state of Texas. In the state of Texas, we support our law enforcement officers. We do not defund them. Uh, and so uh, I pushed for uh, and got passed uh, a bill that would defund any city that defunds law enforcement. Second, there's there's another area in the state uh, where there's a, a similar de-emphasis on law enforcement that we've seen an increase in crime, and that's over in Houston, Texas, uh, where we have these judges who, who ran as judges under the banner of Democrat socialists. Uh, and they've been letting people out on bail, dangerous criminals, uh, out on bail. It could be personal recognizance bonds or whatever the case may be. But they have gone back out and, and believe this, not trade. People were released from jail that killed more than 150 people mm-hmm. in the Harris area. And so we passed bail reform this past session uh, to crack down uh, on these releasing of dangerous criminals. And this, what I'm about to tell you is very important. There, there were two components of what was needed. One was the, the law that we passed. And two is a constitutional amendment. And uh, the constitutional amendment, as you might imagine, requires two-thirds vote. Uh, twice, we brought up the constitutional amendment to restrict bail and, and letting people out on bail. Uh, and every single time, the Democrats refused to pass that constitutional amendment. Elections have consequences. Your listeners need to be listening uh, because we can keep people behind bars and not let, that out, let them out on bail, posing a danger to our community if – we elect Republicans to office this November uh, to make sure we can pass that constitutional amendment to keep dangerous criminals behind bars. Okay, lastly, and I know you've got to go, and I do too, but so we can make this quick, uh, mandates. Uh, are you going to call a special session to officially and formally outlaw mandates going forward? Well, mandates, let's be clear, uh, ma- mandates currently uh, are, are against the law pursuant to my executive order. Listen, we, we had uh, a regular session and three special sessions where uh, the, the legislature had a, a chance uh, to eliminate mandates. And, and remember this, uh, uh, not, not only during the regular session when they had um, all of those months to be able to do something about mandates, but I actually put it on the special session call for them to do something about mandates, uh, and, and the legislature did nothing uh, about the mandates. And so calling a special session doesn't mean it's going to uh, lead to the legislature passing anything, which they did not do. Uh, and so I, I've kept in place uh, the mandates, and we, I've been working closely uh, with the Attorney General's office. And just this past week, we got a, another ruling uh, out of the Fifth Circuit, the Federal Court of Appeals, uh, saying that these vaccine mandates, uh, in this case, that were imposed by United Airlines, uh, were unlawful. Uh, and uh, they, the Federal Court of Appeals put a stay on it, saying that uh, people should not have to choose between a job and a jab. Uh, and when we have the Fifth Circuit Federal Court of Appeals ruling in our favor on things like that, that means that my executive order uh, prohibiting mandates uh, is going to be upheld. Will you support whoever the Republican nominee is? 100%. Okay. Very good. Governor, as always, pleasure to speak with you. I, I appreciate your time. We've gone over your allotted time, and I thank you for being here this morning, sir. My pleasure. Thank you. We'll speak again soon. That's Governor Greg Abbott. Now you've heard them all. And you can find them all on the Treyware page, ktsa.com. We're way behind on our time, so we'll get to it, and then we'll take your calls in the next half hour. Deets Tractor Company, well, it's rodeo time, and you know you got to find an LS Tractor seven-time winner of the EDA Dealer's Choice Award, beating out all the other big-name brands in 16 different categories for overall satisfaction. The LS Tractor has huge savings right now during the rodeo from Deets Tractor Company out in Seguin, but they're at the Stock Show and Rodeo, too, with a big booth and a big blue. That's the LS Tractor tractor there whether you're looking for a platform or a cab midsize and large more power more performance but less money hey 
I like that. That's why I like Deets Tractor Company in Seguin. All the implements, too. See them at the Stock Show and Rodeo on I-10 in Seguin or online, DeetsTractor.com. AccuWeather forecast, about 40 with rain around, and that means some of it is freezing. We do have a few surfaces around the area with ice on them. Same thing tomorrow and Saturday, too. Going after the cartels. All right, so let me slip in a couple real quick before the uh, bottom of the hour news break. Matt, go right ahead. You're on KTSA with Trey. What's going on? Hello, Matt. Okay, let me try. Ed, you're on KTSA with Trey. Ed, fire away. Hey, Trey. Uh, I I thought that the governor, even though I'm going to vote for him no matter what if he's the guy, but uh, he didn't seem to understand how important and what the declarations in Arizona did. It made the federal government, it made it much more difficult for the federal government to sue Arizona. Yes, it does. And it gives more power to the governor to have, to, to claim this is a an invasion and do more militarily. That's right. It gives right. the governor more leeway, right. 100%. The other thing is, is, is what they've done with property taxes has been fairly ineffective. So far, you're 100% right. Thank you, Ed. Matt, you're on KTSA with Trey. Go right ahead. Trey, hi. Hi, this is Matt. Uh, so I was calling about the property taxes. So Governor Abbott said he's been reducing them. But each year, I mean, our property values keep raising. I keep paying bigger and bigger taxes to the Bear County Appraisal District. And it's, this year is going to be so bad, they're going to raise our taxes so much. And he's not reducing them. I, we need to get a new government in there that's going to uh, tackle this and adjust that. All right. Thank you, Matt. I appreciate it. It sounded to me like he's backing into it by buying down the debt first. Uh, I, I don't know that that way is going to be particularly successful because you can't buy down in my view buy down enough debt to be able to eliminate the, the property taxes you just got to bite the bullet and come up with a consumption tax and move on at that point but thanks for the call in the next half hour we'll take more of your calls 210-599-5555 spring into spring at barbecue outfitters man i love this place <laughs> this big candy store man now through march 12th BBQ Outfitters. BBQ Outfitters is your Central Texas homegrown grill store. BBQ Outfitters celebrating 24 years in business. Always cooking up great deals on their classic products like Weber Grills, the Big Green Egg. Oh, that's my favorite. Traeger Pellet Smokers and more. BBQ Outfitters. Right now, all qualifying grills get your choice of instant in-store rebates. 12 months, 0% financing. So enjoy it now, and you don't have to pay any interest on it. BBQ Outfitters is going to include free assembly and free in-home service for a year or two. Whether you grill a little or a lot, you know, I'm one of those guys that on a Monday afternoon, i just got to have a stress buster, so I'll throw a steak on. I've got another friend that he grills outside every day almost. You get grilling service from folks that know grills and love grilling and love taking care of you. And they've got more than grills at BBQ outfitters man they got smoker brands of all kinds they got you know all the, all the big brands they got patio furniture and gas logs and grilling gadgets hanging all over the place and rubs and so much more there's a, i guarantee you something there to enhance your backyard oasis at bbq outfitters located 1604 at Chavano park and online bb anything they all don't want to move anywhere they're so scared they don't know if it's going to hit them by the road or somewhere so they just don't want to go all right so that is a live report that we had from Ukraine earlier this morning. And I just got to say this, and then I want to take your calls at 210-599-5555. It's Warren Rima and Sean's off this week. Border crisis. With drugs, criminal gangs, disease, 
coming across our border. Gas prices doubled in 13 months and still going higher as we speak. Inflation at a 40-year high. Empty shelves at every store that you go to. War in Europe. Stock market tumbling right now. Crime and drugs rampant on the streets of America. This is Joe Biden's America. This is his creation. He created the world that we're living in right now. He created the country that we're living in right now. And he has so little respect for you, the people who pay his paycheck, that here it is, 941, where his butt is sitting right now, wherever that might be on the East Coast, 941. And he has yet to address the American people about this war in the Ukraine or any of these other issues that I brought up just now. By every metric, this guy, this administration, this president is an absolute one million percent failure. Failure. He and the Democrats have colluded together to destroy the American way of life. Tell me I'm wrong. Tell me where I'm wrong in anything that I just said about this guy. The results, the proof is right before your eyes. I just went through it. In every single metric, it took him 13 months to destroy all of this. You're paying an enormous price every time you gas up. You're paying an enormous price every time you go to the grocery store, much less when you want to try to treat yourself or your family to a little bit of hamburger chow down on the corner. 23 bucks yesterday at Bill Miller's for some chicken tenders. Are you kidding me? Crime, drugs, stock market falling now down 800 points. War breaking out in Europe because he's a confused mess in his own head. This is the world that we're in right now of Joe Biden's creation. 13 months. You want to take a guess about what it's going to be like after three more years? 210-599-5555. I was challenged the other day when I said, I don't think we make it another three years of this guy if he continues to do it uh, the way he's doing it now. Tell me how that's. Tell me how I'm wrong about that. 210-599-5555. We'll take a quick break. Take your calls on the other side. We'll tell you about Matt Spawn, Spawn Law. Matt Spawn's a great guy. He understands estate planning, and he works with you and thousands of other people. I mean, really, thousands in the state of Texas have been helped by Matt Spawn working with them for their estate planning. 
Now, he does it all. You just go in and explain what you have, what you want to, uh, you know, the assets that you want to pass on to your loved ones. Then he puts the entire program together for your loved ones. And he's awesome at this. You retain control of all of your assets, but you transfer them safely and securely to your loved ones, the people that you want them to go to, without it having to go through a probate court and judge and all that heavy expense. They do it all at Matt Spawn's place, S-P-A-H-N, Spawn Law here in San Antonio, 210. All right, back to the phone calls. 210-599-5555. And Burl, you're on KTSA with Trey. Go ahead. Morning, Trey. Morning. Hey, I, I, was call, I was calling maybe not so much to correct you, but rather remind you of what you've said before. It's not, it's not so much Joe Biden doing all this, but it's the Democratic Party. Oh, 100%. He's their scapegoat to blame it on so they don't look as bad. But we got to remember, it it ain't him so much as it is Yeah, but I'm I'm not going to excuse him. You know what I'm saying, Burrow? I agree. I agree. It's it's an entire cabal of people up there that we don't even know their faces and names. But I, I'm not. I'm not in any way going to excuse him because he wanted this fire. He's begged for this for 50 years. He can have it. And he can soak in it. And they are absolutely destroying our country. 100 percent right. I agree. Yeah. I'm right there with you, buddy. Good stuff, man. Thank you, Burl. I appreciate the call. Hey, Gerald, you're on KTSA with Trey. Go ahead. Yeah. Um, basically, it's what the other caller just said. But you know, a slight correction. Uh, Joe Biden, yeah, he's there, but it's the guy that, it's the puppet master that has his hand up his posterior that's directed all this stuff. Absolutely. Absolutely. Because yeah, Joe Biden doesn't know what day it is. Right. Well, let me let me make this clear in case world. anybody hasn't heard me say, apparently apparently people haven't heard me say this before. When I say Joe Biden, I'm addressing the all, all the people that are him and around him, the people who are doing this, running running this like a woke blog. People, yeah. All right, Gerald. Thank you. I appreciate it. Two one zero five nine nine fifty five fifty five. No, really, I I appreciate that, guys. What you're saying, but I've said it over and over again. When I say Joe Biden, I'm talking about this cabal, man. And I I do believe that Obama's right up in the middle of this. This really? is yes. This is the third term. For Barack Hussein Obama. This is the stuff that he couldn't do one and two terms that he's doing right now. And there's other people involved, too. you got Susan Rice all up in there. You've got Hillary Clinton all up in there. Oh, yeah, she's involved. They don't do anything. Yeah, right. So you're talking border crisis. You're talking gas prices way up. You're talking inflation on a 40-year high. I'm sitting there watching the stock market go down as we speak. You're talking empty shelves. You're talking war in Europe. And I got to tell you, we had peace for four years because we had a guy who would take you out. (laughs) He didn't care, man. Putin would be out right now, probably dead right now. Seriously, this guy, he he wasn't messing around. And you get numb nuts in there. That's what I refer to Joe Biden now. You get him in there and look what's going on. All he had to do was, look, the green light was given to Vladimir Putin in August when Afghanistan happened. That's when Putin took, that was his green light. He said, baby, I'm going to roll. He's been planning this for a long time. Rick, go right ahead. You're on. 
Hey, Trey. Um, I just got one question. I want to know how many Russian sympathizers and cells have actually crossed our southern border. I've been saying it, man. Years. I've been saying it. You know, and if this, if this erupts into a world war, then this is going to be the first time that we're actually going to see combat on our on I've our been soil. saying it, brother. That's exact. You're 100% right. How many operatives for Russia and China and other countries, including ISIS and al-Qaeda and the other terrorists, have come right across that open southern border. That's why Joe Biden should be impeached, because he has exactly. caused us more harm than you'll ever know by what he's done at the southern border. Exactly. It's a high crime. You know, he's great bedfellows, you know. I mean, it's just, it's just, it's just it's appalling, yeah. you, know? Yeah. you know. God help them if they come across the border and this actually happens. You know, God help them come, you know, coming through Texas because they ain't going to be facing soldiers that have rules. All right, Rick, thank you. I appreciate it very much, man. Uh, Tony, you're on KTSA. Go right ahead, sir. Hey, yeah, uh, concerning this Ukraine crisis, I think uh, this, was gonna bound, this was bound to happen no matter – who was president? Who was in charge? No way. Uh, Putin. Putin has his own agenda. Uh, China has their own agenda. They're just waiting for the right moment to strike. Yeah. Well, now, now, I, I agree also, with you on China a hundred percent. But no, if Trump was still in office, had he been re- reelected a year ago, all those that list I just went through, and in particular Ukraine, would not be happening right now. Uh, Vladimir Putin had cooled his heels long enough, and he was willing to to wait it out. And it's no wonder why he participated in the election of Joe Biden a couple of years ago. He wanted the decks cleared. So did China. That's why China did what they did with the disease and everything else because. Because they had to get Trump out of the way, he was too strong. Now, one more thing uh, concerning the you know the, the crisis we have here in the United States, you know, with inflation and high prices and all that. Now, I hear people talking about all of it every day. You know, every day you turn on the news and oh, the inflation and this and that. But I don't see anybody doing anything about it. I mean, I hear them talking about suspending the gas tax and and this and uh, releasing oil from the strategic reserve. But none of that's going to work. None and of that's going to make a hill of beans. Swipe of the pen. Take a swipe of the pen to do it. None, none of that's going to work, Tony. Nothing. Yeah, there's, no. There's an, old saying, there's an old saying: if you're not crying, you're not hurting. No, no. Here's Most the deal, I, and I'm for I'm for uh, the, the suspending the gas tax. Okay, I'm I'm a hundred percent for it. I don't think there should be a federal gas tax, but that's a t- topic for another uh, for another time. We could talk about. Thank you, Tony, for the call. Keep your hands off the, the strategic reserves. Joe Biden is looking for every excuse in the world to empty those strategic reserves. He wants them gone so that we will be in a crisis mode without fossil fuels. Joe Biden, and again, I'm talking about the whole cabal up there, okay? Joe Biden, that entire administration, the entire mess up there, they they have declared war on fossil fuels, and they started right here in the United States. And because he declared war on fossil fuels, we now are in the shape that we're in. Get ready. I hope you don't have to buy gasoline over the next couple of days. I hope you have enough. And it's his doing. And yet, we've been sitting here watching this war go on all night long. We're watching the stock market go down right now. We're watching oil at well over $100 a barrel and climbing as we speak. And no Joe. He's hiding Biden. Yep. Got it all right, didn't you, when you decided to vote that guy in? I'm talking about the left and the Democrats. Got to go. (laughs) 
See you tomorrow morning at 5. J.D. Hayworth, the Honorable J.D. Hayworth, coming up next. He'll have some insight on this border stuff. He wrote the book about it, whatever it takes, and more. Here we go. This is my son, along with Brian Vellante, on stage in front of Cowboys Alamo City Harley-Davidson, further up the road. I'll see you in the morning.